What do vintage sharks, 55 gallons of lube, and World War I propaganda have in common? They all fell out of Scott's Google hole. Hasn't the U.S. had enough racism? A restaurant in South Carolina says, no, no we have not. And is there anything good about Idaho? Nope. What about their potatoes, you ask? Well, fuck those stupid potatoes. Yeah, let's hate them together on the Lost at Home podcast. specifically to like make your service any better so why they're just it's just like fucking you with fees it's kind of how i feel like their their motto should be for the most part like hey td we fuck you with fees right up your stupid little ass hope you have some money asshole yeah they uh i think it's called the asshole to be fucked fee yeah so the hey you have an asshole let's fuck it because yeah. we're a bank and we can because what are you gonna do i mean the thing is for us we're gonna take my money out and put it in the in the uh Credit union bank. I thought you were going to say mattress. I, I was so <laughs> hoping you were going to say it's mattress. mattress. You're like, yeah. Not even like yours, just yeah, until, a mattress. Until somebody steals my mattress and I'm wondering where that nice FDIC like kicks in. Hey guys, I, my mattress insured. Does this count as uh, renter's, re, uh, renter's insurance? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've podcast. got we've got some we've got some people listening in. Might as well talk to them. Yeah. Hey everybody. Um, my name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And we are back for episode 77 of the Lost at Home podcast. Yeah, palindrome. Um, a lot like uh, Stan Lee used to say, every episode of a comic book. Uh, it could be someone's first episode of that comic book. I think he just said issue, but yeah. it's a podcast. I also, know that, I also know that you have used that analogy at I least have. five times I have. in the 77 episodes. And it's a good thing to do from time to time because we yeah. get new listeners all the time, especially right now. I got to say thank you to everyone who is new to our show because of the uh, Dan Harmon interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We, are, we got a significant spike in mm-hmm. listenership because of that. Yep. And uh, we hope to entertain. So thank you for coming back. We appreciate it. And, oh, speaking uh, of Dan, okay, this is a, away we go. <laughs> speaking of uh, uh, Dan Harmon, have you watched the new Rick and Morty? I did because uh, I. You? Okay, here's the thing. I I feel stupid because not only have I not, I intentionally did not watch the first two leaked episodes. Oh, near out, out of respect for like Dan and the Same. craft, and and oh, not just Dan, but Justin, everybody, Justin who works, Roiland, and everyone, everybody yeah. works on that. And Absolutely. then, and then, like an idiot, I was googling like last night. I'm like, yeah, tonight's the night. And then I fell. So I was sick this weekend. Uh, so the thing is, I have tonight to look forward to. We record on Mondays, as yep. people who have listened for a hey, while uh, know. So spoiler: uh, Key and Peel do voices for this episode. Awesome. I love and it's also one of the hardest to watch episodes as far as your brain short circuiting ever. <laughs> I have heard about uh, because it did come out long enough ago, and a lot of my friends did watch the leaked versions of them. Um, is I did hear about some like the split screen type, mm-hmm. yeah, confusion. You have to watch many episodes at the exact same time. Yes, which is great because that's either it, nobody will ever watch it again after that, or you'll just. I'm it, going I, to watch I, it again on purpose I, yeah. to try to get what I need. I, I feel like the Rick and Morty uh, fans will absolutely do that. So. Yes. All right. Um, at the beginning of each show, we like to get out of the way a little bit of housekeeping, and once we breeze past this point, we can get to the funny. So yeah, you know what's um, funny here, Josh? Just real quick, <laughs> it's we're we're. Four minutes in to recording, right? 
Yeah. And it's fucking hot as balls in here. Yeah, already. it's already starting to warm uh, up. We're, we're in a very humid stretch here. Some of our best shows last summer. Where when we were delirious. time listeners. Where <laughs> when we were delirious from heat exhaustion and actually just started like losing it yeah. on air. We had had like one beer, but we threw out the show, but sweated out. And also it had completely sweat anything else that was anything sort of liquid in our bodies out to where we were actually completely delirious. Yeah. Like so, the desert, so. so look for a very fun episode this week as yeah. we, uh, as we progress or the last like 20 minutes, just a clunking sound as we pass out. And then us making guttural noises as we're, uh, somewhat comatose. Exactly. And then as we bleed out on a 19 minute Pokemon song. All right. Now, uh, like I said, we have a little bit of housekeeping. Oh, yes. How's, how's the housekeeping coming? How, well, uh, how, uh, we'd like to start the show by shouting out one of our partners, uh, the In Session Film Podcast. Yes. If you haven't listened to it, it is a uh, movie review podcast, and it's one of the better ones out there we've ever heard. And in fact, it's so good, we partnered with them. And if you look at our website now, thelostnownpodcast.com. Oh, it's so we, good. Uh, you even lost it home, <laughs> It's your it's your website too. Oh, I know. Can't I know. mock it. Like, ooh, 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 don't you feel special in session podcast? Ooh. Well, they should because not only are they a good podcast with a strong listenership, but because of our partnership, their film reviews are now appearing on our website, yes. and we are cross promoting each other, which is something that's a pleasure to do. Uh, a couple weeks back, they did a great uh, Terminator Genesis podcast where they talked about how good and awfully terrible it was. And it had me laughing my ass off. These guys are great. Uh, definitely check out their show if you like our show. Um, thank you again to you guys, too, at the In Session Film Podcast for uh, doing this partnership. Uh, down the road, we'll have a couple more partnerships to talk to you about. Uh, we're trying to grow our network a little bit without actually forming a network with shows under the umbrella, but just people we can help uh, work with. like Little, little indie, content little horror, providers stuff for like that, our little website. Music, little, little music like stuff that, coming yeah. up. Uh, it'd be, so, you know, a little here and there. And if anybody out there is, like, has a kick-ass podcast and uh that wants has any ideas for you know cross-pollination once even like a one-off deal or something you know we're we're always game to that so and uh we, we this, love the community this isn't in our notes but um for anyone oh, who's a long-time shit. listener of our show uh we have a second podcast under the lost home podcast was, network umbrella i was gonna bring that up when yep. we, i mentioned horror and it kind of blipped me into that yeah we have another podcast by the title of horror in the court to which Jer and I both pick a horror movie that fit a certain uh, dynamic with each other, and we defend each of them in a court of horror law. Yes. Uh, we have a special guest third host, uh, Darren Ewing. Yes. And uh, you may know that name as he was Arnold in the classic cult movie Troll 2. Yes. So he's, um, he's awesome. He is, oh my God, Arnold. Uh, he's brilliant, and apparently he's uh, inked to deal with ABC to appear on one of their primetime shows this fall. We don't yeah, know he, in what capacity. Yeah, he hasn't. It's he a hasn't bit of a really, secret. He said some some regular show, like uh, a, a regular gig on ABC. He hasn't really released leaked yep. any more details. So I'm it's a speaking to see role. It. We know that. Yep. I don't know if it's like a narration or speaking or what. I mean, speaking either way. Um, and yes. to uh, to celebrate that and the fact that we've been on hiatus from Horror in the Court for about five months now. Combination of maybe six months for, even. for us. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. just been too busy to do the second Because I was afraid when we were too busy that, you know, Darren would find, you know, some other, busy. some other podcast to hop on board with. And turns out he's actually, it's been kind of. Uh, pretty crazy for him yep. too, but we we still want to do it. We're as a group. We've talked this past week, and Darren Ewing uh, is more than willing to jump back on. We are going to tape our first new episode in September, and we're going to release it in October for Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Um. In the meantime, though, which will be the one an- one year anniversary when we uh, started it. When we started it, yeah. um, and we only and have we, three episodes. Three episodes we recorded for had a bit of a flub with one of them. We actually had we were cursed. It may have been good to actually take some time off because we were cursed. We were definitely cursed uh, with that And podcast. we finally got like one uh, decent episode out, which was the Freddy 
versus Jason yep. one. Um, and then we kind of that we had to stop. So now um, in preparation for that, Jared and I both have some vacations coming up in this summer. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do what they did with the Star Wars trilogy. They re-released them as new remastered editions. Uh, we're going to plop these in as uh, bonus content some yeah. weeks and as filler for weeks that we're on vacation so that you, the listener, can get associated with this new podcast. And maybe if you like it, you can go over to, on iTunes and subscribe to Horror in the Core itself by itself and listen to it under our umbrella, the Lost Home Podcast Network. Yep. Uh, you get all the comedy and fun that Jared and I supply to you week by week on this. Plus, you get the celebrity of Darren Ewing and the fun of our interesting courtroom drama. Yeah, it's pretty much, it's it's similar, maybe a little less NSFW, not on purpose. It's just, we we tend to, we do... It's a little more we, informative. We Yeah, but we do, we do get silly, and actually we have Darren, who is a freaking wizard when it comes to movie trivia. So we like we don't we know he knows the, the movies that we're going to talk about, but he just, you know, he randomly will spout out these facts about like the some third rate actor who's, you know, plays an extra in the film. He'd be like, oh, so and so such and such and such and such. I mean, obviously more informative yeah. than that because he's oh, smarter. He's, no, but. he's absolutely brilliant at so, this. So and he's, he's the best he's the right guy have had yeah. for our show. Uh, we just wanted to do something with him because we liked what he did and we interviewed him. He was back. To be uh, honest, I'm just amazed that we yeah. work with someone from Troll 2 and not just someone. But if it wasn't uh, Hardy. It had to be him. Like, well, yeah, those and, are the top two, in my opinion, from that movie. And remember, he was talking about uh, possibly uh, getting Hardy as like a guest bailiff one of the episodes or something. We but, maybe yeah, even talked. That's like, actually one of the George Lucas special edition tweaks we're going to do with the uh, re-release of those three episodes is I believe we're going to have a, a Vincent Price uh, bailiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's good. Well, we're trying to get that to be ongoing. The guy does an awesome Vincent Price impersonation. So, and, uh, so. yeah, over the yeah. next two months, look for these three episodes to drop randomly as special edition pods uh, linked right in with your regular Lost Stone podcast yep. episodes and just treat them as bonus content if you want to check them out go ahead if you want to skip them wait till next week's lost at home go ahead and but it'll, uh, it'll i think you, you'll like them it'll we, get you geared up toward the newest episode which will land somewhere on halloween when you want to get your uh horror rocks off and uh we'll probably do some fun stuff for the month of halloween for a regular uh lost at home i'm guessing anyway uh, we oh, love heck horror yeah. movies and we love halloween so we'll have a good halloween uh episodes month or whatever so. yep um, we're just going straight to October now because we feel so busy that we're already kind of blowing the next uh, couple months off. But uh, maybe in there someday we'll have Jim Gaffigan. Who knows? Yep. Uh, this September, hopefully. Yep. Um, OK. And for the last bit of uh, housekeeping, uh, this podcast is not free to make and we do supply it for free for all of you to listen to. And if you'd like to support the show and help uh, uh, alleviate a few of the overhead costs of having a podcast, you can go to audibletrial.com slash lost and get a free month of Audible on us and a free audiobook on us. And even after those 30 days, if you quit Audible and you don't want to do the service anymore, you get to keep that free audiobook. It's yours. It is your property. There are no worries about having to give it back or having to read it within the 30 and days. And we get to keep a few bucks that and come in. And we yeah. definitely make some bucks off that, no, so no. please do it. If you actually, I mean, you should do that regardless, but if you actually like audiobooks and everything, I ended up signing up uh, before our own promotion, but... Um, for through some other podcast promotion, actually. So I give them my 15 bucks and uh, I actually still have it to this day. I'm about a year in. Um, I got a couple of tokens I haven't used yet, but I found like with my busy hustle and bustle schedule, it's nice to pop on some uh, some audiobooks on the bus or something like that versus be having to read them. So. And if you're looking for another way to support the show, you can also go to our website, loststonepodcast.com. And if you click on the menu uh, bar at the top, you'll see store. And if you go to the store, you get to our store, which features women's and men's tees, ringer tees, regular tees. Uh, I'm going to be adding V-necks because we've got some requests for them from our fans. 
Uh, you can also get shot glasses, uh, coffee mugs, and uh, baby onesies of all yeah. things. And we've got a cool, uh, we've got a cool logo, logo too. So yeah, I mean, it's totally worth it. Even if you didn't like the show, you'd be like some cool shit to yep. wear around. You'd be hipster. You'd be like, yeah, I don't know what it is. And if you cool. live in, uh, if you live in the New York, upstate New York or Vermont area, and you're planning on going to either this fall's Chase Con or Vermont Comic Con, we'll be appearing at both selling merchandise at our table. And uh, at the Chase Con, which is in upstate New York, we'll actually be doing a live panel this year with uh, a couple other podcasts. I don't want to bore you with the details now, but as we get closer to it, we'll give you all the deets and dates. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So moving on, I brought this a little bit of news to our show. This isn't a news story. Droppings. No, already getting delirious. No shit. Nope. This, uh, this is a news segment and we're going to call it. Blinded me with science. Nope. Nope. Nope, this is a new segment Suck called... Dick. Suck my dick, I got my balls in a sling. My nope. balls are real sweaty, man. Nope. What are these things? Do they taste like chicken wings? No, they don't. No, they don't. Balls don't taste like chicken wings. No, they fucking don't. Nope. Uh, nope. Okay. Nope. I'm, I'm through, guess, man. I... New segment, Fuck Idaho. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you were a little questioning as to why, and I told you earlier. And I'm oh, gonna... Actually, not so much. I'm just kind of like, okay, it's Idaho. Why not fuck Idaho? Well, no, no, but no. I also wanted to know. I figured there was a specific reason. There's a very reason. specific yeah. reason. I'm saying them, fuck actually. Idaho because yeah. uh, with all of our new listeners and the fact that we've kind of blown up recently since the Dan Harmon episode, uh, I looked at our statistics nationwide and worldwide to see yeah. where our listeners were coming from. We have listeners in almost every single country. Well, China being number two right behind the U.S., yeah, yep. which is amazing. Yeah, which... At first, I was like, "Oh, maybe those are just hackers." We have hundreds <laughs> of listeners <laughs> I, in then, China. But then I realized, no, they're actually get they're actually downloading our show. Yeah. So if they're hackers, they're helping, but they're just getting uh, content instead. So we have hundreds of listeners in China. We have listeners in every single of the fifty states except yes. one, Idaho. Yeah. We don't have a single listener in Idaho. Fucking. So first of all, if you're in what? a surrounding state. And you're near the border of Idaho. You probably lean out your window right now while you're listening to our podcast and just give Idaho the finger for yeah. us, please, please. Yeah. I mean, you probably already have anyway, because, you know, fuck Idaho. But yeah. And uh, I don't even understand why we don't have a listener there. I'm thinking there isn't broadband Internet, uh, no cell towers. Uh, maybe iPhones aren't sold there. Well, maybe Androids aren't uh, sold apparently there. Apparently they only have one art house movie theater. I did learn that much. Yeah, I did learn that too. Um, specifically because when I saw that Idaho didn't listen to us, my first instinct was, well, fuck Idaho. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, if I want to say fuck Idaho on the show, we should bring some merit to it. We should have yeah. a reason besides they don't listen to us. I mean, that's enough. But why we should why, have, why like, they're some fuck real... you worthy. Yeah, yeah. Now, why would we say uh, Idaho is fuck you worthy? Do you remember a few years ago there was a movie called uh, Blue is the Warmest Color? Mm-hmm. It's an indie film about a, uh, like I a believe, teenager. a 15-year-old yeah. girl who discovers uh, her sexuality and discovers that she likes women and has right. an affair dirty, dirty with a, uh, a college girl. Might as well be pornography. It dirty, might as well be pornography. Dirty filth of coming-of-age filth. But uh, the whole story revolves around basically a budding romance between two women of slightly different ages, but in their youth and just uh, finding themselves. Yes. and. Apparently has a few explicit sex scenes, yeah. and you know it's it's a, it's a heavy movie. But it's an art housey indie. It was an indie flick, uh, well received for the most part, right? I mean, but it was in this uh, this one uh, art house movie theater that I was talking about, where they just okay, it opened in all fifty states except, except Idaho. For Idaho, and the reason is they have this one art house movie theater, and they also have this. They pretty much linked it to a uh, a, a law. A drinking law of all things, because they can serve alcohol in these theaters, but they are not allowed to serve alcohol while a movie is playing that has 
certain questionable content, sexually quote unquote, explicit which is, scenes. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, so the certain kinds of well, any kind of sex, um, simulated or otherwise, and this includes. Uh, Let's see, um, acts or simulated sex of uh, acts of sexual intercourse, masturbation, sodomy, bestiality, of course, because they're going to have a lot of bestiality films. Oops. Um, oral. I saw Lady Copulation. In the Tramp. <laughs> I know bestiality. <laughs> yeah, there's no, no drinking during Lady in the Tramp. Yeah, you can watch all Frozen you want, but none of that Lady in the Tramp bullshit. Oral copulation, flagellation, flagellation sorry, uh, or any sexual acts which are prohibited by law and any person being touched, caressed, or fondled on the breast, buttocks, anus, or genitals are not allowed to be screened um, at a place that serves yeah. alcohol. Yeah. So, because so this is they technically tied it to the liquor license law, but it's one of those things that they, they Idaho cleverly, fought pretty hard to keep a lesbian yes. art house picture from pretty, playing in their state. Because my guess is like a lot of movies that come out, which are like not probably nine out of ten R rated movies that have that stuff, were like they they didn't fight that hard to keep those out of the you know out out of the theaters. But this one specifically, they tried really really hard because you know what. Because fuck Idaho, that's why. All right. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, if you're a friend of someone in Idaho, maybe link our show to them or, or send them a tweet yeah, or a Facebook message. Here's the thing that I we, we would actually like to get one. And if we only have one listener in Idaho, it would be really easy to isolate this individual. And maybe we could even interview him on our show. The, I, the Idaho. The, wow. the yeah. Idaho listener. Like yeah. you could be Internet famous on our show. For being the one. Yeah. And I'm curious a lot. I mean, because here's the thing. You know, there are cool people in Idaho. There are people who probably wanted to see this film. The people who go see art house films. So there's probably reasons, you know, that people are not, you know, necessarily listening, but we would still like people to listen. So that's it. Uh, yep. And um, well, that pretty much ends our fuck Idaho segment. Um, we'll bring it back in the future if it's applicable. But in the meantime, we're starting a second new segment um, this one's a little interesting because I Take have a, my balls and put them in your mouth. No, gonna be no, in your mouth. No, this is no, finally no. the ball segment. No. Yeah, yeah, Scott Bear's ball segment. No. Gonna taste those sweaty balls. No, 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 it's not that segment. Good, good tasty balls. No, 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 no. Oh, Scott Bear, your balls taste so good. No. Lick that sweat right off them balls. Oh, oh. The sweaty ball segment from Scott Bear. No, 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 no. Shit, God damn it. But you're not far off. Um, This came from a conversation that actually you, myself, and my wife had one time where basically uh, there was a little bit of picking on the fact that I love typing random words into Google. In fact, we had this conversation at your birthday party. Yes. And um, I just love Googling things. It doesn't matter if it's Google or any other search engine, whether it's an eBay search engine, a Google search engine, uh, a Reddit one, doesn't matter what. I love Finding random stuff from random stuff. Did you give this one a title yet? Did you uh, already say I it? did, I did. And it, it, you're asking, even though it's on your notes, you can see it very clearly. I, on I, your I own know screen. that you have a title. I was wondering if while I was licking your imaginary balls, if you said it, because I was really blacked no, no, out no. in a in a do, fit do, of Would ball you like to tell fury. the listeners the name of our new segment? Yeah, you know what? Let's let's have some. I'll have some kind of intro right here. Really? Got nothing to do. Got no place to go. Come on, wanted to have Scott's that's what it was called. Yep. So welcome to Scott's Google Hole. Boom. This is where you learn what Scott has been Googling this past week. Um, I got a couple here and I'll explain each one and they uh, raise in length. So bear with us. The first one's actually going to be quite simple. Um, the first one was when I was on eBay the other day. I was thinking about uh, vintage toys from my youth. And specifically, I remember when I was a kid for some reason, and this isn't a thing that uh, the kids 
do like they have bath toys, right? Yeah. yeah. Like any kind of bath toys, squeaky duck, et cetera. Squeaky duck. I'm sorry. I was just thrown <laughs> a little bit. I just got an email from uh, Brendan Smalls that popped up on my screen. Really? Yep. So that just kind of threw me. I'm sorry. I need to go back and read that in a moment. Oh, did you? Did you? When I remember when I was like, "Hey, can we?" I've talk been working on it for weeks now. Oh, you didn't say anything. Okay. No, because okay. Let's just okay. Go continue. Oh yeah, you're like giddy now. <laughs> I'm I, I just anything from Brendan Smalls. Is, is fucking I, I think amazing. we're good. Yeah. Is what that email looks like. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no! Don't okay. tell me that right now. Don't don't don't. Uh, don't. <laughs> to the listener, we're trying to get some new uh, guests for next oh, month. And I, and I, and, okay, uh, Scott. Those that don't know, you know, Scott and I definitely split concerns for this. Uh, podcast you know scott takes care of product pretty much all the front end stuff that you probably see and i take care of the back end of you know we're recording on my stuff and i take it and edit it and you know do obviously the sonic jalopy songy type things and whatnot but scott takes care of all the interview stuff and um you know has been asking you know it asked me before like oh if you have anybody you think you want to interview you should probably just let me know because hey we fucking got dan Harmon. how can we you know now we just kind of shoot for the stars why not so uh so anyway, I threw some names out to him, and maybe someday we'll get some of those people that I have boners for. We already got Dino Stamatopoulos, who I had a giant boner for because of uh, Moral Oral, um, and anybody from Troll 2, which we did early on. We got Darren Ewing, and obviously now we have him on a Now a we podcast, have a working relationship is, with him. Yeah. So. Hey, let's talk about anyway, us. Let's so, talk about us more. Aren't we cool? Let's talk about us. <laughs> no, hi, I'm, hi. I like talking about me. How are you? Wait, let me answer that. I'm great. Let's see. Oh no, you know what? Instead of talking about us, let's go down Scott's Google would you, would you, hole you, and not talk actually, about. Would you us. like to hear what Brendan said? Uh, yeah, sure. He said, "I'd like to do your show. I'm just not really promoting anything at the current time. Though when I am promoting, I'd like to chat with you guys." Mm-hmm. So it's a very ambiguous, he would talk, but he has nothing to talk about. I know that there's nothing actually right now going on, because the reason I actually looked at looked him up again is because I was watching, um, well, pretty much everything he's done, but Metalocalypse a lot, because I was wondering if there's anything new coming out. And he was like, well, probably not. And But he's working on something. So Yes. Okay, yeah. so Scott's Google Hole. Now, what I was saying before, before I got that email, was that uh, when you're a kid and you have these bath toys. Oh, let's not talk about us. No, welcome back for, to the for, show. Scott's Google Hole. Yep, exactly. I'm, I'm Scott Bear, and I'd like to talk about things I Google, because that's fucking better than, that, that's great. That's not selfish and narcissistic. Nope, not at all. Let's go on. Continue. <laughs> now, uh, for some weird reason, I had it in my oh, head. Oh, your when balls I, when I was so like, good. Your balls taste so good. I, are we really going to do this show this week? Can I talk? I know. I, I just want to keep you just talking about balls. <laughs> I'm every, loving it, but every, okay. at the same time, I can't get five Scott, words in. Scott, get <laughs> six words in this time. You're going to count them, aren't you? And then interrupt Yo, me. Oh, yeah, the balls. Yes. Okay. Do you count them and interrupt me? That was I nine like, words. No, no, I, I started interrupting on the seventh. So you're right. You're continue. right. Continue. I don't even want to do this anymore. No, it's no. This is this is me I'm being, fucking this, roasting. This is me being roasting. <laughs> this and, room and, is and, so yeah. hot. So this is where okay. Our now studio you, is like a thousand degrees right now. I'm gonna let you go. Okay. So my idea came from I was looking on things at eBay for my childhood, basically toys like yes. Star Wars toys, uh, Transformers, etc. And then I was thinking like for some reason this memory popped into my head of when I was a kid. There were these little shark bath toys. They were just plastic sharks with their mouth open. And yeah. I remember one of them existing that had like a like red floaty toys or something. Or I think whether? they floated. I don't yeah. really remember well. They were yeah. just gray yeah. shark toys. But I remember vividly there being this one shark toy that had a ball in its mouth. So I don't know why it would have a ball in its mouth. I don't know if the ball was detachable. I don't know what it was there for. I just remember a gray shark with a red ball in its mouth. And you're really not saying this to get me to go back on Scott's balls because 
if there's any you feel like this is leading because <laughs> if you if you're like top talking about the balls and now it's all just yeah. scott's shark childhood shark, shark with balls. a ball in his mouth okay continue uh so the ball i've so never seen one of these so literally yeah. i was like what was that toy where the hell did it come from and why does it exist it just it perplexed me as a memory why is this a thing so what i did is i went to ebay and i typed in vintage shark thinking that's an old toy it's probably going to be a thing. Yeah. Almost every single search result, if you type in vintage shark on eBay, gives you street sharks toys. Do you remember street sharks? No, let me click. them. It was like a 1990s, early 90s, maybe late 80s kids cartoon about these like muscular sharks oh, that were I do. on land. I do. Yes, I do. Yes. Yep. The, the street sharks. And it just kind of weird was, how like that didn't even register whatsoever. And all of a sudden I see one picture. A picture. Like, yep. yep. There's but it was, it, I just love the fact that that's the search for a vintage shark gets you street sharks, which are probably only 20 years old now. 94, 95 was when the show was out. That's yep. as long as it ran, which I don't even think is old enough to be considered vintage. But at the same time. But yeah, I think, you know, when people think retro slash vintage, yeah, vintage, I think about a little bit older than that. I actually still even think of 80s as retro, although that's getting a little beyond retro 90s as retro right now, yeah. like uh, 80s, 90s hip hop. Yeah. Is considered both retro and retro cool at the moment. Like kids there is going are to be. listening to like Grandmaster Flash and Cool Keith and stuff. Yeah. Because at the moment, there's like a resurgence of old school hip hop. Which is actually, I think, is good because. Oh, I mean, it makes me feel yeah. cool because that's what I listen to in my car. It's, like for once, I'm like, oh, I, I'm with the kids. It's with the, uh, uh, well, there's a couple of things there. It's one, uh, I was actually having some conversation with some friends of mine who were talking about how. They like a lot of the brand new hip hop stuff is just like it, it hasn't been good for like at least 10 years. I mean, there's been good stuff that's come out, but as far as like it's more underground it's for, you know, stuff, unless you're talking about Kid Cudi, there's almost none. Well, yeah. And well, that's why there was like there's there is some stuff that is definitely out there that's really good. But it's it's the stuff that's a little more fringe and it's not necessarily uh, the mainstream stuff. And the mainstream stuff just is like more of the same for the most part. And they're getting kind of tired of it. And really their stuff is they're like looking to go back to. They kind of wish there was more old school Jay Z and Nas and uh, uh, Wu Tang and stuff like that. And it's now, and the thing, good thing is, is, with people now getting an appreciation for this vintage hip hop, the retro hip hop is now that's hopefully going to start making a resurgence into the actual music itself. So, which it kind of has actually, especially when you listen to some of the uh, the sort I call it hipster hop, which is the indie hip hop type. Yeah, scene which is stuff, actually quite good. Where you know, yeah, and you have stuff like the cool kids and these uh, cool kids are great. Yeah, where you have the, they kind of have a little throwback feel to yep. them, but they still have some modern production techniques and things. So, uh, so yeah, I hope that that comes yeah. back. You know, hip hop's great. Um, for my second of the three uh, Google Hole entries for this week, um, the second one was Amazon has an annual Prime Day. Prime Day was last week. I think it fell on Wednesday of last week, about a week from when you're hearing this. Um, and what they do is they offer items for extremely low prices yes. and with free prime shipping, even if you're not a prime member, you're talking so at least like half off on some of the, Oh shipping. yeah. So it's a great time to just jump on board and grab something and experience what the pleasures of prime are. I mean, two day shipping's fucking awesome in this day and age. Yeah. Um, so when I was on there, I was looking at what they were selling and I wasn't finding any good. So I started typing in different words, and lube was one Google of them. Google hole style. I just, I, just, yeah. I just typed in lube in not? Amazon, but in their Prime directory. Yeah. And what I ended up getting was Passion Lubes. Passion Lubes Passion Water and Silicone Blend Hybrid Lubricant sold by the 55-gallon drum. Yes. Now, Normally. this is one 
thousand eight hundred and twenty two dollars and twenty eight cents. Yes, but knocked down from twenty eight hundred dollars. Damn, that is a savings of nine hundred and seventy seven dollars and seventy two percent for a total of thirty five percent off a fifty five gallon drum of lube. lube. Now, now also because it's a prime order, two day free shipping on a fifty five gallon drum. Who's losing the most money here? Like, first of all, who's ordering this and for what purpose? And number two, the the shipping of that. Could you imagine having the UPS guy pulled to your driveway swearing? Fuck him. Fuck everybody. (laughs) Fuck my wife. Fuck this. It's like, yeah, yeah, man, if you want to do that, I got enough loot for everybody. As he pulls a liquid drum off his truck of yeah. like packages that are usually like six by seven the like yeah. you know this is a 55 gallon barrel of what? of fucking oh and the thing about it because i thought about that like who would need this i think like industry right it's industry, gotta be for industry porn industry probably you know damn well like, there's somebody out there is just like yeah i i could use hey, that hey we food. know from this amazon listing that someone out there does want it because there's only five left in stock there's only five left in stock and nine mm. reviews at four and a half stars total Overall. That's not bad. Out of five stars? Yeah, four and a half out of yeah, that, that's that not means bad. probably that's good lube. That means probably just about everybody left like a five star and one person was like, not enough lube. That's like, that good was their lube. that was their like their thing, like wanted a hundred gallons, they didn't have it in stock. Fifty five gallons is enough. One star. Now the uh the third part of uh Scott's Google hole is actually the most interesting of the three, and this is a little bit of a, a bit we're gonna do here because I was looking on eBay for uh, Russian vintage Russian gymnast postcards. <laughs> Just I have reasons. <laughs> so far, your searches have consisted of vintage shark. 55 gallon oh sorry just lube just lube just lube but that was specifically under the prime because I was, I was typing in multiple <laughs> weird terms under whatever the prime. your reasons and now russian gymnast vintage postcards. vintage postcards so you got it on a vintage kick that's for sure and then lube in there yeah so i gotta want to create a story someday just attaching those three things in like you know like the uh like uh whose line is it anyway things people are like yeah give me or any kind of improv like yeah give me some uh 55 gallon drum loop okay yeah well all right i'm living like a like a thing all right a russian gymnast uh all right uh, a street shark boom there we go and then i don't know where that would go i just assume it would be hilarious so everybody out there just pretend i said something hilarious <laughs> for the first time in 77 episodes now, if you're curious at all as to what I found, yes. I found the most amazing photograph I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And was, um, okay, actually, I've, I've we actually was had, this, uh, a, this this came up under that. that. Could you could you buy it? You did could. You, did you order it? I didn't, but I think it didn't sell, so I could go back and get it, and I probably will for the weirdness yes. of it. Because if you get it, then you could scan it at high res and actually do a couple of prints, like larger prints. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having one of these. It's fucking awesome. Now, the reason why this is extra awesome is uh, this is a photo of I would say about fifteen people standing wearing full uniform, standing on horseback on a saddle. All with their arms outstretched with what looks like a military officer in front of them looking on observing. Um, The title of this entry was Russian Gymnast Mounted Divisions. And I thought instantly, what the fuck is a Russian Gymnast Mounted Division? I was going to say, this this warrants a Google hole. Because the second you see that, you have to then go copy, paste, 
You can't let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to figure all this shit out. That's how you end up in a real Google hole. Now, Christopher Ball, who is at Irish on Fire on uh, Twitter, he's he's our helper for the show. He does a lot of background stuff that you guys don't see and hear, but he's very instrumental in our show's uh, workings. He uh, he tweets for us. He Facebooks for us and he does research for us. And he also does con work for us. Yeah, it's it's ball. I think it's um, at ball at balls on fire. (laughs) <laughs> Something like that. At Irish on Fire. But yes. um, he actually did a reverse uh, image search to find the source of this photo, and it it wasn't sourced anywhere. Literally, this is from the eBay buyer taking a picture of their postcard or scanning it. Mm. It, it, it doesn't have a prior source. He, we couldn't find it. I okay. searched and he searched. We found nothing on it except for the fact that at this point in time, during World War One, which is when this photo was taken— Russian and German and uh, everyone's propaganda st- like machine. Well, World War One is one they, of my favorite points in ranking in out propaganda. Yeah. And the idea behind this photo is that the propaganda machine for Russia was we wanted to show the rest of the world that we had these crazy, awesome mounted gymnast soldiers. Now this that you don't mess with because not only are they on horseback and they're soldiers, but they're also gymnasts. I love the fact that like that is supposed to be like Scary. you don't mess with us. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I mean that. I guess a, that tells you what the times were like, but I can't, I can't imagine that being a threatening, I guess, I guess maybe they're thinking like they've got like ninja capabilities with like their guns and their knives and they exactly. can like, and you come at them like with your sword, I guess, and the bayonet. I, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, they had like, they had real weapons in world war one. I, I mean, but they, you know, but it, they I, could, I hope there's film footage of them, like <gasps> fake propaganda training somewhere deep, deep in some like archive somewhere. And someday it comes out. I, I might go dig deep, deep into that. Cause archive.org is a lot of weird shit. Take so. a look, see if you can find some Russian it, it, gymnast might, mounted division. And I'm stuff. guessing like it, you, maybe even with that keyword, it's a little too specific, like where people didn't necessarily Mention Russian that, just, propaganda, just look World at, yeah, War look I. At, like look, Russian World War One propaganda, and yeah. I bet you we can find something. Well, when I was going down my Google hole to find out more about this singular photo, which is absolutely amazing. Are you going to post this in the show notes? I will, definitely. Okay, All this will be in the show notes. Um, what I ended up finding was that during World War One, propaganda was equally met with urban legend because of the lack of communication skills. This was well before... Uh, modern features, obviously the internet, but this is before even television and proper film newsreels. Right. Um, this is during the silent age of cinema. This is during the, uh, paper printing press where like a newspaper was a luxury and the, you know, you got all your news from that one paper. So as people created urban legends and various propaganda, it spread from person to person. Stories went around the world and none of these have any merit or background, which is why some of them are so outlandish and weird. Yeah. Um, for instance, the first one I have here in a list of a few is uh, the demilitarized zones. Uh, during the war, the demilitarized zones were considered to be a no man's land that you didn't enter, not just because it was the space between uh, allied and anti-allied fronts, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also considered to be an area where, like, the worst dregs live, like cannibals. Yeah, I picture this. Defectors from both sides that would come together in the no man's zone and eat the corpses of the dead. I picture this as being, like, the underground, like, sewers of these post-apocalyptic movies and stuff like that, where nobody goes, and you don't know if they're there, like, lurking in the subway tunnels, so you never go, but occasionally yeah. they come up and get and somebody. And a shadow moves, and they're like, that was a cannibal. Yeah, and then you, and you scare your kids to make sure they don't go down to the sewer, because they yeah. probably shouldn't so, anyway. So the, uh, the no-man zone or demilitarized zones of combat fronts in World War I were considered off-limits. Um, here's an excerpt. Uh, 
One of the most imaginative trench myths was that a band of wild men, deserters, consisting of soldiers from both sides, were living in the no man's land, and in some cases in underground caves and deserted trench systems. They would regularly emerge to loot the dead and finish off those who were wounded. They were even talked of as being cannibals. Such stories originated from the uh, the cries of wounded men who could be heard through no man's land, thinking that these were people who were dying and being offed by the cannibals and scavengers. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, another amazing uh, World War One uh, urban legend were the Corpse Factory. Yes, the title one awesome death metal band Corpse Factory. Band. Yeah, and two just creepy. That sounds awesome. I could just create so many pictures in my head before yeah. I even read this, and then even when I read it, it was actually a little bit cooler. Even like in oh, it's a, amazing. In a sort of, I feel like a horror movie is waiting to be made with the concept. Maybe it has been, but not, none that I know of with the concept. Of I know. I don't think I've ever. When I was researching this, I was blown away specifically by all of the ones I've listened to. The show I, I found about thirty more. God, I feel, but some uh, of these concepts have been done. Before. I feel like combining some of these, especially in like a World War One period piece, which is kind of creepy. A horror movie, World War One yeah. period piece, and especially if you do it in kind of that like dark, uh, you know, monochromatic style with some, you know, this is the time of. Uh, Time period a little bit after, but uh, for the most part, the time period that, you know, stuff like Nosferatu and stuff. Exactly. A couple years later, but yeah. Um, so the corpse factories, this was a uh, a myth that circulated um, around basically all of Europe during World War One, And it's basically that the Germans had constructed corpse factories everywhere. They were made to extract body fats from dead soldiers in order to produce soap fertilizer and animal feed to propagate the war machine yeah um basically the idea was these buildings would just take in all the dead from every combat excursion and they would just turn them into their base you know uses yeah um no one's ever so actually clearly. seen or found one so technically they don't exist but th- but the, the myth exists so yeah. for all we know there may have been one somewhere yeah and maybe when the tide was turning and the war was ending they burned it down and, just and to it hide the evidence and it could have been like really boy like one dude used a guy to make soap once, once. and then yeah. somebody was like ew fuck that guy and then they went back and it turned into this giant uh corpse factory of making uh you know soap and shit now the interesting part of this is that the uh a lot of the hearsay of the corpse factory's existence comes from diary entries during the time um from october of 1918 uh, one diarist was noted as uh, while he ma- marched through Bellacourt, mm-hmm. he was quoted in his diary as saying, passed over the tunnel bridge, which contained the Hun corpse factory, saw this factory and a lot of naked Hun dead ready for building down into fat. Right, right. That was a that was an actual excerpt from yeah. a diary from 1918. Um, whether or not he actually saw a corpse factory or saw maybe something else. Well, he fucking wrote it in his little diary. He wrote it in his little diary. And Dear he- diary. Corpse factories, those sound scary. Ew. I hope maybe someday in the future they'll uncover some, like, you know, uh, church or something and find diaries, you know, yeah. hidden from people. And they're like, seventh day working in the corpse factory. Jim said I'd get a raise after my first week, but no such luck. <laughs> <laughs> Next entry. Jim's been on my case all week. I accidentally dropped three huns in the wrong bin. <laughs> they got turned into fertilizer when they were supposed to be soap. It's, 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 it's like the World War One version of The Office, yeah, but exactly. like working in a, in, yeah. in a corpse factory. 
That would actually make for a great sitcom. People dropping legs in the wrong bin and going like, uh oh, into the camera. Yeah, and there's like, there's like the gym, and they're like, you know, hiding the corpse head in somebody's jello or something like that. Like, oh, what are you gonna do, Dwayne? You would call him Dwayne instead of Dwayne. Yeah, someone's walking down a hallway and they actually they staple like a Jew leg to his like leg to his actual pant leg, so he's just dragging it down the down the hallway. Yeah, Hans. It's yeah. Everyone looks to the camera and has their moment too. Like, yeah. oh, sometimes we are jokers. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the Germans joke. Yeah, it's funny because we have Pete in, in counting, and he smells shitty, but we make soap here. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> so, dead it's people. It's ironic because we make yeah. soap. It's like the most horrific thing. There's nothing funny about it whatsoever, but yeah. it's it's like you know, got canned laughter and shit. And oh, it's exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> if we make his. His, his stupid fat, his dead man fat into soap and wash ourselves with it. <laughs> so, yes, German uh, sense of humor. Sometimes when we're throwing the people in the bins, I take their dicks and I cut them off. And I have this game I play. How many dicks can you fit in the drawer? Oh, we fit, we fit 65 dicks in, in Dwight's drawer one time. And you pull them out and they pop out like snakes in the, in the, the peanut butter can. <laughs> peanut butter can instead of the peanut. I, I don't know what peanut, peanut brittle. <laughs> peanut butter can. Yeah, the Germans we do things differently only with peanut butter, not with peanut brittle. I actually would. I, I liked your Who first the fuck idea. Eats peanut brittle. I liked yeah. your first idea about. Uh, actually, I uh, I love cashew brittle to be specific. It's really good. Yes, okay. Um, but on a side note, no, I mean, you know, um, actually, yeah, I used to love peanut brittle, but I just don't even know if they if you can find it. Like who? It's who, who's gonna it. be like? I guess I'll open this delicious thing of peanut you brittle. Just and make fucking, it. You meow. you boil sugar down and then you add nuts yeah, and then you let it, it cool yeah. on a tray. That's <laughs> it. Oh, Scott, but it's not so lickety lick. There's that nut sack. Oh, it's good. Oh yeah, put that in some crusted sugar. Oh yeah, this. Oh, Scott Bear's nuttle brittle. <laughs> God, it's fucking hot in here. Okay. <laughs> we, and, we're we're going to get to, we're going to get to like two more segments. Actually, um, the last part of this story is uh, Zeppelins. Uh, during World War One, Zeppelins were a very imposing uh, tool for the Germans to yeah. use because these were airships unlike anything ever seen before, before in modern warfare. Um, when these ominous shapes would go over a battlefield, it was scary at the time because there was no air travel besides airplanes which are basically new to combat yeah so well, a zeppelin they, they were was brand new like the, a, a zeppelin the airplanes, scary. airplanes became pretty much new to combat in world war one and they were really rickety i actually watched a some travel whatever fucking uh tv show documentary thing on that <laughs> and, and it was like zeppelins were still like the king of the air in this period especially yeah. um you know for for army type flight because you still couldn't shoot up and necessarily get them out with our uh, modern artillery. It they, until, they were out of range. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. until we actually got planes that could shoot down the Zeppelins and, you know, yep. fuck all that up. You know, one Zeppelin's a, that's a big, that's a big uh, target, but they could, they would rain down bombs. And now yeah. the, uh, the last urban legend is that Zeppelins rain down poison candy on allied cities to kill the children. Um, the idea was that they would rain down these poison sweets intended to kill the sweet tooth civilians, children during the, uh, the war. And this actually led into the second world wars too. this urban legend, I don't know if they ever rained candy even once to create this myth, but it might have been something just to scare children and be like, those blimps are pretty freaking cool in a day and age of no video games and TV to go out and look at. But don't go out and look at them. Don't take pride in their war machine. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's what I'm thinking it was. Yeah, that that that's true. But at the same time, 
If I had even the slightest idea that maybe a Zeppelin might rain candy down, I feel like poison I would, candy I would, though. Yeah, poison but candy. But I, I feel like I would go out and just be like, well, maybe it's not poison. Or I would, you know, I, I would give it a shot as <laughs> just, a kid. I'll yeah. try anything once yeah, as yeah, a kid. Because I feel like, oh, okay, yeah, Zeppelins are cool, but you know, they're not going to rain candy down. Or, or what if? Okay, here's the worst thing. What if it just started raining candy, like fucking straight up? You mean in the clouds? Yeah, yeah, straight up. Well, that's impossible. Candy. Or like somebody. This isn't cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Or, or, or how about like a, this a, is real life. How about like a, a, a zeppelin, honestly filled with piñatas, blew up because our forces blew them up because they were carrying piñatas of not poison candy to the good children of Germany, and it blew up over the Allied forces. And all this beautiful, delicious candy was raining down. Now all this fucking candy is going away because the kids are like, no, maybe it's poisonous. Because these stupid, like, uh, propagandists were like, no, don't eat poison candy from Zeppelins. Well, point being, we what don't, about we that don't, one we scenario? But we don't even know if there was ever candy. That's kind of the point. There was never candy. Scott. We don't know if there was ever candy. And actually, back in that was day, I think there was one that. candy. There was one type of candy back in that day. It was like a twisty little hard candy. Yeah. It was a fucking disgusting. It was a Werther's candy. original. Yeah, the original Werther's <laughs> the, the, original. The original, original. Yeah, and it was it was the Doss Warner. The Werther's originals were racist even for that time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess at this point in the show, we're about halfway through. Um, let's take a break and let our Audible sponsor speak for us. Sounds good. In a world where people use money for goods and services, the Lost at Home podcast needs you to perform a service for them so that they can get money. No, not that service. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash lost and get a free month of Audible's audiobook service and a free audiobook on the show. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Plus, it helps the show. Got an iPhone or Android? Then download the Audible app and listen to your book anywhere you would listen to a podcast. Thanks for your support. Now, jump to it, fuckers. And that's our Audible ad. Uh, Make sure to go there and, uh, you know, sign up. Podcasts ain't free, but they are. Yeah, help us out with the show. And speaking of the show, let's move along into our next segment, Hero Prees. Ah, Hero Prees. Ah, Hero All right. So for this week's Hero Prees, we're going to talk about this weird, in quotes, hotel that has a robot dinosaur for receptionist. Where is this? Well, of course, it's Japan. Yes. Japan has all the cool toys. Yes. And Including if, toys that are a receptionist now. If I were in Japan, I would go to this hotel simply for the fact that it it's a robot that does everything for you at, when you first walk in. An English-speaking robot? Um, It might actually change its language based on who you are and where you're from. Um, This hotel is called The Weird Hotel, by the way. That is the actual name of it. Uh, in Japanese, I believe it was Henana. Um, it is in Sasebo, Nagasaki, and it just opened its doors to the public for the first time. When you enter, guests are greeted by either a Japanese-speaking female humanoid that's a little creepy, or an English-speaking velociraptor yes, in a so bow tie. The, so the English version is a velociraptor. Yep, but not the woman. No, 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 I mean, not the Japanese version is... is is the, the Japanese is, version I mean, is the, the Jap- woman. It is the woman. And the English Humanoid. version is the velociraptor, is a velociraptor wearing a bow tie. <laughs> oh, which is fucking hilarious. Uh, this, this 
this uh, picture needs to make it into our show somewhere, their show notes or as the uh, title slash, I mean, uh, image, cover image, whatever, because it's awesome because it has the, the little hat on. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm just here to help you out. But it's fucking poised for attack. It gets ready to go. Yeah. And it's like, how may I help you, sir? Probably. They're basically not sophisticated enough to, like, talk to you and, like, be your friend. They're, they're like, I don't know, like a drone that stands there and is like, hello, welcome to the weird hotel. And then below it's like a touch screen <laughs> where like you get that's everything the English else. version. Hello, yeah. welcome to the weird hotel. <laughs> that's all it says, period, too. Yeah. And it barely moves. Like, its head just goes up and down once. Even though that's probably Chinese. Yeah, so um, what they do is you have a touchscreen panel in front of the dinosaur, and they take your photo to use as a face recognition room key. So when you walk up to your uh, room, you simply look at the scanner, and it lets you in if it recognizes you. Oh, God, that's terrible, because I feel like if I want that to be accurate, I have to show up to the hotel drunk as fuck. So because it doesn't, most yeah. Like, with most a dick when, drawn on your face. <laughs> Without the dick, it yeah. won't let you in. <laughs> and like holding on to a tranny who is also there with me. Because most likely when I go up to get into my room later at, at night, yeah, it's going to be in that exact circumstance. And this is a this is an ultra modern hotel. When you actually that. when you yes. get into your room, there's no light switches. Instead, you speak to the uh, hotel's tulip shaped concierge robot named Tully hey. in order to switch the lights on or off or ask for the time or the weather, etc. Hey, pussy light. You look like you need a weather. Let me weather. It's, I'm sorry. I'm just assuming every time I walk into a hotel room at night, I'm fucking wasted. So I assume it's going to be me talking to the tulip, like assuming it's shaped like a pussy. And then talking to it like it's a vagina. Hey, pussy light. Let me fuck you. Where's the dinosaur bitch? We'll get her in on this shit. Yeah. She can watch. Yeah. Hey, dinosaur. She's a robot. She probably has cameras built in. She can record. Yeah. Watch the teeth. Yeah. Now, um, what I think is kind of awesome is like this place is fully automated. There's like a robot arm that handles your luggage and puts it on a conveyor belt that goes to your room, etc. Uh, the amazing part is, is a lot of these modern hotels, and I know this from experience, um, are actually on the cheaper side of all hotels. Well, you're reducing a lot of the cost, exactly. which is annual. You have to realize every time you hire, I mean, it's not necessarily a good or bad thing, but every time you hire an individual, you're not just hiring the labor costs. You're also uh, paying for insurance, you know, insurance and all the, you know, the, the hotels insurance, workers comp. You're, t- you're talking about actual health insurance, all this, this kind of stuff. This hotel in particular, if you want to spend one night in it in Japan, in Nagasaki, one of the major cities, $73 American. Oh, that's awesome. That's right. it. I can I can afford that. That's like Airbnb fi- uh, fees. Exactly. Like, I took a, uh, a short... Un- until we get the fucking uh, robot dinosaur strike. I took a... Uh... like, yeah, we, we want more money, <laughs> I think. We're not sentient, so I don't know why we're asking this. Why, why our programmers programmed us to strike, but... Though slightly less impressive high tech wise, uh, this past spring, I uh, took a three day trip to New York City and stayed in Times Square, literally in Times Square uh, like, at a hotel called Citizen M, which is like this. It has a uh, they have a hotel in, I believe, Switzerland, England, Japan and New York City. They have a blowjob robot. A blow no bot? robots, but ultra modern, ultra stylish and trendy and low, low, low price because of the automation. Yeah. Like a lot of what you do there isn't even talking to a person. You like key in with an iPad to enter. Yeah. When you get to your hotel room, everything is all touch screens, your lights, your shower, which, everything which is, is touch funny, Which is funny coming from like the hospitality business, which is supposed to be like, oh, you know, making you feel- I don't want to interact with human beings on vacation. Like, fuck off, everyone. No, my my dream vacation is 
I literally can go from the car I rent with a kiosk that takes my card to a room that I can iPad my way into. As, as long as I get the same level of hospitality, which is pretty much them sucking up to you, being like, oh, yes, absolutely. Which is really, that's what you get, especially if it's programmed to do that. You don't get, like, somebody on a bad Kiss day ass. being like, oh, yeah, fuck you. Bleh. Well, yeah, that's part of it is I don't want a bad human interaction. And if you remove the human, it's always going to be a good interaction. Man, I just can't wait to get my hands on one of them blowjob velociraptors. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> My gears are turning. I'm sorry. My, my brain's boiling. And at the same time, I'm like, blowjob velociraptor. Dude, I'm just staring oh. at this. I'm just staring at this velociraptor. It's like, man, her eyes are just like gleaming. Just, yeah, yeah. Clever girl. As she uses her tongue to lick my balls while she's sucking my dick. You gotta do the Jurassic World thing where you pull out the clicker. Like, all right, blue, down, down on my balls, blue, Jurassic down on my balls, blue. Click, 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 click. And when she doesn't do it, you click more to get her to do it. Oh, is that okay? Yeah, you haven't seen Jurassic I have, World. I have not, no. Chris Pratt has that famous scene where he's like in front of the Raptors with oh. his little clicker and he's like, hey, Delta, Alpha, Blue. Okay. They, they all had names. He had a little clicker. like, click, 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 okay. click. So I could, I could teach. Well, I mean, this is a robot. Yeah, you probably want like a stapler maybe and you hit it with the stapler like click, 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 click. No, I'm thinking I, just, I program it like a Oh, no, like I was just going to beat the robot so it blew me. <laughs> That's, how that's the only reason works. And that's the only way I've ever gotten a blowjob. <laughs> by beating them until they blow me. Oh, Scott Bear's life. Scott Bear's life where he places his balls in someone's mouth and they go, oh, oh, that's good balls, Scott Bear. That's a good pair of balls. I'm sucking sweat off. It's time for... Uh, Web droppings? It's time for web droppings. All right, let's move on to web droppings. Web dropping. Okay. This week's first web dropping I'm bringing to the table because I was talking with a few friends about the South Carolina shootings. Oh, yeah, and you were the only person who did any work for this show. Yeah, that, that too. The other thing, yeah. Um, and we were talking about South Carolina and the shootings and how racism is a big problem in the U.S. And that shooting is just a yet another illustration of how uh, white on black crime can't continue to happen. Yeah. They were literally murdered for their race, and it's horrible and despicable. Well, and, the, and the fact that they had to essentially, they're arguing, I mean, not so much now, but like, as to whether to even, like, they have to try to call it a, to, to uh, try it as a, a hate crime in the in the federal government, because South Carolina doesn't have a hate crime law to charge them against, so it goes on the books as a crime against a race, that way. Yes. Okay. So what I ended up doing was talking to a friend about this subject and the end result was him going, yeah, racism's really bad down there. Do you want an example? And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I ate at a restaurant called Tar Babies Pancakes. And I'm like, you, you ate it what now? And he goes, Tar Babies Pancakes. You mean that beloved character from Briar Rabbit? Um, we're talking the racist caricature on their giant street sign of a black kid yeah. looking all fat and stuffed with food with the big racist lips yeah, it's and a, the it's big a, racist eyes. It's a doll made of uh, turpentine covered with tar that was uh, originally used to entrap Briar Rabbit. And that's why it's not racist, Scott. Mm, I, I think the <laughs> black caricature on oh, their side. No, believe me, believe me. This is, is racist. Here, here's, here's the thing: I am playing the devil's advocate of yeah. the. This is the argument that people who argue that 
use the use of the word tar baby, which Mitt Romney used, uh, uh, I think, during his presidential campaign. Is that um, it does have a double used, meaning? Is, is that it um, does? Is that they're just like, oh, it's you know, it's it's not it's it's not racist because it means this, and they're just quoting this fictional character. Um, f- by the way, from the late nineteen, uh, from the late eighteen eighties, um, or the, sorry, the late eighteen hundreds, eighteen eighty one, which is when uh, Uncle Remus stories were published for uh, Briar Rabbit, and um. So, because I was looking up the 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 you know the the reasoning behind the term tar baby, and they, of course, everybody who claims they're not racist, who are pretty much from these places, who are generally racist and just want to keep using it, it's the p- same people who claim that the Confederate flag means uh, has nothing to do with racism. Yeah, fuck those people. Exactly. Yeah. So fuck the people who. I actually had so, some. I actually have a, a black friend of mine today argue that to me about what. That he there's a person in in our in the town we both work in yes. who waves a Confederate flag on his porch in the town, and he knows the guy, and the guy isn't even slightly racist. He's actually best friends with my friend who is black. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And literally, he's he he stated the case to me that just because you wave a f- Confederate flag doesn't mean shit. Well, here's the thing: and it the was only- a weird thing to have someone, and this is not a, a common thing you hear. Like this is a black person telling me the Confederate flag is cool. Yeah, and I was just I was thrown back. Well, I'm like, and, oh my and god! And here's the thing: anybody who who thinks the Confederate flag is not racist or that uh, waves it thinking it isn't, which I mean, there are plenty of people who do that who who wave it thinking it has something to do with Southern pride or whatever, and don't understand the origins origins behind it. But anybody who does that is ignorant in their own right. They don't actually realize the reason for the Confederate flag is for because of Southern secession. And people are like, oh no, it doesn't have anything to do with racism. It's because of states' rights. That's why the South wanted to you know secede, etc. The South wanted to secede because they wanted slaves. It is first you can go to primary sources, the justification for the secession from the United States from all of these states, five mm-hmm. states or six states. It was, you know, Georgia, uh Mississippi, uh a lot Texas, of them. We, yeah. South Carolina. Anyway, you can go and, and, and read them word by word. The and let, they say these are primary sources. These are the words of the leaders yeah, of these they're, states. They're, they're they letters say, of secession, essentially. Yes, and, they, and the justification for secession for the United States in every single one slavery. of them cites slavery and the rights to own slaves. So, yeah, states' rights, absolutely. Did we fight the Civil War to free slaves? No, we didn't. But did we fight the uh, Civil War over racism or over there? Yes, we did. So, anyway, Confederate flag, racist. Yeah. Uh, tar baby racist. So tar baby's pancakes exists in mm, South Carolina. That's delicious racism in South Carolina within miles of the church where the shooting occurred. Yes. And what I love now is that there are a lot of bad reviews for it just because it's a bad restaurant. Um, several people complained about their pancakes coming out smelling like fish, and other people saying their pancakes had maggots in them, like yeah. dead, dead cooked maggots. Yeah. Um, what I've I love also, is that there's a lot that, of people just decrying them for being racist. Yeah, it's giving very them like, one star it, it, it and sounds, them racist. It sounds like very explicitly racist. You actually have a couple of, uh, I of, do. Yeah, I'm uh, on Yelp right now yeah. and I wrote a Yelp review myself. It has one star, of course. And so did Christopher Ball, who works for our Only show. Only because you can't give a zero stars. Yes. Right, yeah. And so did many other people. In fact, one guy actually, uh, gave it a full review that included your Briar Rabbit talk and broke right. it down very it's a long review that breaks it down historically yes um my review is very simple and here if you don't mind may i read my oh, review yeah, for tar yeah, baby's yeah. pancakes yeah. it's it's, uh, it's simple it's short go ahead i was surprised when i answered tar baby pancakes to see that the entire staff was white and wore a uniform made out of confederate flag material planet of the apes was on a lone 1986 tv in the dimly lit corner of the dining room and the hostess had but one tooth 
When we sat, the waitress came to us promptly and offered us menus with a droll side comment about how my Kanye shirt had a jigaboo on it, so we lost our 20% white discount. We ignored this and ordered. I got Caucasian pancakes, and my wife got the 1% is right and white waffles. Both smelled spoiled and had maggots. We promptly left this racist establishment, vowing never to return. And you, you never have. And we never have, although I've never been. I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I just hate, I just hate racists. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Ball jumped on the, the train with us. Good, good, good. He also left one star. Chris holds, uh, holds some of our, our same uh, ideals yep. to heart. Yeah. And he wrote, uh, this is without a doubt one of the most disturbing racially ignorant things I've seen in my life. What in the hell lets you think that you can keep something so offensive up in this modern age? I truly hope your pancakes are incredible because your racism is far better. Thanks for living in the past. Okay. I, I do like the... The, I thought of somebody giving them two stars, be like a little too racist for my taste, but the pancakes were perfect for my taste. Something like that. Exactly. It's like the guy who uh, uh, fictionally uh, or as a joke left a Yelp review for the uh, Ford Theater as Abraham Lincoln. And he gave yes. it and he gave it two stars. Which is <laughs> He's like um, uh, was shot there. Wouldn't recommend. But for some reason, gave it two stars. I was fucking love shot that there. Wouldn't recommend. Yeah, I just love that, like nuance of them actually giving it two stars, though. That's the that's beauty. Um, so, uh, yeah. So it sounds like, uh, you know, not that, you know, I'll, I could go it, for years talking about why uh, all this stupid stuff is racism, racist and the only people who argue that it's not are the people who are white and entitled and have no fucking clue what they're talking about and really have no right to argue in that defense because they don't know what they're talking about and they obviously clearly lack empathy and uh intelligence in uh you know in in that arena they might be intelligent in other arenas but not in that one so much now what i'd like to see people do is to go to uh tar baby pancakes and leave a Yelp review, specifically Yelp, of your own. Um, if you would do that uh, upon our request, my please, guess is mine use, won't be uh, accepted. But please, please use the hashtag Lost Nation in your review at the very end, so that we know that you are a listener of the show and that it's one of your reviews. And we will read the best reviews on an upcoming episode once we get a few uh, in. So. Go ahead, go to uh, Yelp and go to Tar Baby Pancakes uh, and please leave, leave the most scathing one star review you can. Uh, we will read the best online. I, I on have, air, so, I have air, some sorry. I have some churning uh, in, in my head of, of ones I want to leave. So I might leave some, uh, you know, coming up pretty soon. And I actually have a little bit of uh, hate in my heart because anybody who has been paying attention to our website or rather, uh, you know, Facebook uh, with our personal accounts anyway, May have seen that I've posted something called uh, Twiddle Sounds Like Turds. Yeah, info. I forgot at the top of the show I was going to mention that, but I forgot about it. I, Sorry. I, I forgot about it too, but now we're talking about uh, uh, reviewing something I hate, which is not nearly as close. I mean, not even close to racism, obviously, but Twiddle Sounds Like Turds.info is a uh, scathing review that I put together of Twiddle, which, if you listen to, I believe it was episode 74, maybe, or something like that, it was after, it was right after the Dan Harmon interview i at the top of the show went off on jam bands specifically twiddle and how they were uh, absolutely abysmal so i decided it, it was eating at me it was eating at my soul i'm usually not very negative on the uh on, you know outwardly you know publicly anyway um especially when it comes to music but they are the uh they're they're terrible so i i went to twiddle sounds like turds.info go there you can read that scathing review but i'm gonna leave one similar to that probably for tar baby pancakes because uh you know, why not? 
Uh, I don't know if it'll be kept on Yelp. I, I imagine um, they I've might had be. a lot of my Yelp reviews yanked. Um, the good thing is I don't generally uh, review don't on want, Yelp anyway. So like they're, you know, if it gets yanked, whatever. I really don't give a shit. Yeah. So. Um, our last web dropping this week is actually a local story. Um, like a lot of our stories this week, we actually dug into uh, parts of the Internet and our own lives to give you a show that isn't things that you would see or hear on other podcasts. We like right. to be unique. And we're hoping the, that we're pleasing you this week with this. The news that cracks, right? Exactly. That's the point of it. It makes you smarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this week's episode, last web dropping comes from Vermont, the Yay. state that we are in now. Uh, what we have here is two Vermonters were arrested for a DUI in the same car. How? That was my question, and that's why I was amazed by this story. That was my question when you brought it to me, and you explained it briefly, but then uh, we had to get into the show. This so I'm, happened, I'm curious to hear a little more for details. Well, this happened in Rockingham, uh, Vermont, which is way down south on the New Hampshire border of Vermont and New Hampshire. Um, what happened was a 35-year-old and 34-year-old were both from Flushing, New York, and were in Vermont. They were pulled over for speeding at 106 miles per hour okay, in the little, northbound lane coming to Vermont. My guess is that's faster than most of our uh, interstates 65 miles per hour is the speed limit in all of Vermont. Yep. They were going 106, so they were pulled over. Um, when they were pulled over, they were being screened for drugs, or the driver was, yes, next yeah, to the yep. trooper's cruiser. Um, there was an assumption that he was on something, and they were unsure of what. And while he was I'm, going... I'm thinking something... Speedy, some some amphetamines of some kind. It's some drug. And yeah. uh, they are not releasing that at the moment, but it sounds like it was cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Something that would yeah. make you go 106 miles per hour. I'm guessing it wasn't fucking Oxycontin. Yeah. And uh, while they were doing the drug screening next to the uh, trooper's cruiser, the passenger, the 34-year-old woman, jumped into the driver's seat, put the car into reverse, crossed two lanes of traffic into the medium, nearly hitting the trooper. Yeah. And may I also just uh, interject here, I'm assuming also on cocaine. Possibly, because <laughs> um, that just but, seems like a great cocaine idea. But like, hey, I'm going to jump into the but I'm going to beat these cops. Well, both the driver and the passenger were considered to be intoxicated yeah, and okay. cocaine prescription pills and pot were found in the car. OK, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. So uh, Vermont, we got in the news for once. Yeah, well, the thing is, though, but actually, they're New Yorkers. They're, yeah, that so wasn't even, it almost uh, doesn't even count, oh, it, which is I wonder if they'll show up in the uh, what was the name of the, the rag that we got across the oh. street? Green, uh, Green Mountain uh, Police mugshots or mug something. shots or something like that. There's there's a new publication in uh, we got uh, issue two I think. Um, yes. Maybe it was issue one. Volume issue, one yeah, issue two. Volume one issue two of this new uh, absolutely terrible as far as moral goes. It's morally reprehensible and honestly yeah. in a lot of ways I kind of wish it didn't exist because it it kind of ruins the whole uh, innocent until proven guilty thing. Yeah. These mugshot rags because these people are. Their mugshots are being publicly sold for three dollars an issue on a counter yeah. where then the public can judge them and they could even lose their jobs. Well, you know, you know, for damn a mugshot well, that may not even end up being a crime. Yeah. You know, damn well. I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to like DUIs and stuff, usually the ones we saw published of like, yeah, they're they're. I mean, those are guilty. Like people who got pulled over at point two or whatever. But some of these people who got pulled over. I'm mean, not pulled over, got arrested for things they haven't actually been found guilty of yet. And you know darn well there's a significant number of those that are going to be found uh, innocent uh, and are innocent until proven guilty. But unfortunately, in the court of public opinion, we're going to look at it and go, what a dirtbag. Remember their face, not know why they're a dirtbag. See them on the street. And exactly. go, Especially in a place like Vermont, small. We're going to like – I'm going to recognize these people walking down the oh, street. Oh, you know everyone. Like, yeah. yeah, you go to one key party, you, go you like, met oh. your entire town. Yeah, I mean like oh, I don't want to uh, – 
fuck with that guy. You go to you go to one brony convention in Vermont. You know everybody. Oh yeah, one brony convention key party. Yep. Oh man, they're they're one and the same here. We have to combine our conventions. All right, that's that's uh, web droppings. Yeah, and we're gonna end the show with our last segment, AV Club. AV Club, going sitting here. AV Club, doing audio video. Oh, Scott, your fucking balls taste so good. Audio video. <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to respond to that. Like AV I'm... Club. All right, so we're gonna end this show on mm. what would have normally had been uh, one of my Google Hole segments. But we we shifted this one to this AV one Club. This one was so good. It, it needed. We just got a, like a quick riff on this, but we're gonna go out on a little bit of one of the songs from this. Yeah, definitely. When the show ends today, we're we definitely keep listening. This is gonna be one of the actual audio clips from the movie Fairy Tales from August of 1978. Yes, uh, which also happens to be the month and year I was born. Right. Right. Uh, fairy Tales uh, from the IMBD uh, uh, description. Uh, on his 21st birthday, the prince goes on a quest that takes him across the land, searching for one woman that gets him sexually excited. Princess Sleeping Beauty. Now, what we have here is a sexploitation movie, almost a black exploitation too, at points. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, uh, definitely. From the 1970s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you can kind of expect that from the 70s, yeah. That is not only a fairy tale and not only sexploitative, but is also a musical. But, and, and, but, but and a like, decent fucking musical. Pretty good, though. Yeah, like, it's only an hour and 16 minutes long. Apparently, there's a director's cut as well. Like, when I think sexploitation, I think of, like, uh, I mean, we don't really have much uh, that's considered sexploitation today. Oh, Netflix because, has a ton of it. Well, bec- because really what it is is they're just, like, really shitty C rate, like not even B movies, but C movies with like, it's kind of like the late night, uh, Cinemax, Skinemax type stuff. So like, there's not even a chance that people are thinking about putting any production, uh, value behind this. But this back in 1978, I think maybe because the porn industry was like the way, you know, it was, yeah, this movie it was, was burgeoning almost, and stuff. This movie is almost yeah, softcore but, porn. There's a lot of full nudity in and, it. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and the porn industry was burgeoning and stuff, but it wasn't like readily available to everybody. So people would actually go and see these sexploitation movies almost like as sort of porn, but as an excuse to see it. And this was like for 1978, they, like, this well has done. high production value. There, there was like the, the, the chorus, the, 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 the musical, like, I don't know who did the music for it. There was actually, you, you were reading off some, uh, uh, IMDb uh, stats for these for, individuals that were for in For instance, um, Angela Ames was in it. And for those of you who don't know who Angela Ames is, um, this was her first movie ever. Uh, she then went on to work on such movies as 1983's Scarface with Al Pacino. Yep. She was in 1984's Bachelor Party. Heard of it. 1986's Chopping Mall. She oh, was also doing, uh, which was a horror movie that I love from yep, way back yep, in the day. Yeah, me too. Yep, she yep. also did a ton of TV. She was on Love Boat. Cheers, uh, Hill Street Blues, Mork and Mindy, BJ and the Bear. Uh, she was just all over the place. Uh, sadly, she died at age 32 back in 1988. Yep. So she she did not have a long life, but her entire career was built with these 80s staples movies. And her first movie was Fairy Tales. Uh, the so funny part was, is, so is like, that uh, she was not told that it was a sexploitation film. She did not know it was that, apparently, and I think this was in the uh, the trivia section of this. Now, did she have to actually, was she one of the sexploited uh, individuals? Oh, no, no, no. She was well aware of it. It was Martha Reeves who also appeared in okay. the film. Uh, Martha Reeves, uh, I'm trying to see who she played in the movie. Um, I'm not seeing her name actually used, but Martha Reeves is a uh, popular uh, actress uh, from the 1980s, and she was in the movie not knowing it was a sexploitation or even softcore porn style film. 
She did not learn it was such until she was given a screener copy that she then aired for her entire church group to see her act. Oh, oh, so okay. I'm guessing she actually probably wasn't even one that like bared her. She did not. TNA. This, this so character was. She played in like one or two scenes, and she was like, "Oh, okay." I'm and getting, I like, saw and the it scenes. Probably, yeah. and it probably seemed like a fairy tale. Oh, because I saw the scene. She was a witch, I think, in like a cauldron room, just singing. No yeah. sex involved so there, at all. There's, there's no reason to think it otherwise. And if she wasn't given the full, uh, or she just didn't read the full treatment, or the, uh, or I feel like even the treatment would have been like, yeah, some people fuck and it's fairy tale sort of. Yep. Uh, so uh, maybe they just maybe again, it, they could have manipulated these people too and given them like, Oh yeah, it's just a fairy tale thing. We don't have a script. Sorry. Yep. But here are your lines. The tagline for the movie is a lusty, rowdy spoof of all your favorite fairy tales. And it and, is, and it really is. And it's kind just, of fucking kind amazing. Of, I don't know if you've seen the whole thing, but we were scrubbing no, through some I, of it. And I'm watching a total <laughs> it sounds, of a third. It sounds like we were whacking off during it, but we were scrubbing yeah. through some of it and we were, uh, and we saw, uh, indications of sleeping beauty and snow white and, uh, uh, yes, was... Snow White was in bed with seven dwarfs and yeah. got up and danced and sung while the seven dwarfs stripped her naked yeah. and then pig piled on top of her at the end just to cover her as the end of the musical bit. Yeah. Oh, so, and by the way, the music is actually really good, good. for a musical. Yeah. yeah for like a 1970s musical, like good choruses, good. Like they actually got vocalists who were then like, now you got to take your dick out. Like, yep. So um, we'd uh, we'd like everyone to go out and check out Fairy Tales from 1978. Um, you're not going to have an easy time finding it. At one point it was on Netflix, but it's no longer there. Uh, it can be found on YouTube, and what we're going to do is in the show notes, we're going to link you to this with an yeah. actual uh, direct link to. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll so keep an eye on it in case it in case it dies, but I don't think yeah. it will. I don't know how long, but in case it dies, we'll try to replenish yeah, it. Just so go we'll to lostatomepodcast.com yeah. and look for episode 77 we're on today. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you go to the show notes for it, you'll see it at the very end of the show notes, uh, right under AV, the AV Club. Club. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and actually, we're uh, well. Let's do a little housekeeping to say we we can find us at uh, at the Lost at Home. On right. Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, and Jerry um, can be found at... At Sonic Jalopy yeah. um, on Twitter. And uh, you, can you can also, also find, find the entire show at lostatomepodcast.com, like we just said. Yep, right. Heck, you can even find us on uh, our uh, our email account, lostatomepodcast at gmail.com. Fucking get can, in touch. You can also... Touch. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Talk where else us. can they find us? Talk I feel like us. there's more places. You can find us on Periscope. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. All you have to do is search yeah. for Lost at Home podcast. I, I think if you uh, at this point in in seventy seven episodes, if you type in Lost at Home, you'll probably get like some indication that it's us. Because if it's not us, it might be some weird church group. And um, yeah, actually, it's yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it is definitely not us if it's a church group. Yeah. So also, uh, we'd like to do a special shout out this week. Um, we have listeners of the week from time to time, and this week's listener of the week is two people. Uh, we're giving a shout out to Swamp Ape and Dragonfly. Both of the Pure Orgasmic Love podcast. Yes, P-O-L This is podcast, a uh, P-O-L right. podcast. This is a uh, sex podcast where they talk about sex, sexuality, and various lifestyles within those groupings. Um, and that fits pretty well with the old fairy tales thing we were just talking absolutely. about. Absolutely. Bing, bang, bong. They actually really baby. like our show, too. They've been listeners for a little while. They, they've they listened to uh, especially our sex-related episodes, and they said we're we're awesome, and they love listening to us. Yes. And, they've and left by, us some and nice five-star reviews. And by the time that you listen to this, I will have left them a five-star review. I've been... Uh, I, I say I've been lagging on it, but we've actually I, I you've we, only been we, lagging yeah. on doing the rest of our album. Yes. Yes. I've been lagging five, on plenty of stuff. Five stars and beyond the pale is the Lost Known podcast. Yes. Uh, five star review album. Here's the thing is I will have the, the, the last batch of reviews done between the in the month of August. Yep. That is my promise. To, to, you to any new listener who's scratching their head right now, we took our last, I'd say, 12 to 14 five star reviews that we received and our 
personal musician extraordinaire Jeremiah here has turned them all into amazing songs that you can find on our uh, website, lostinpodcast.com. Uh, I've got like five un, of them ready to... Like, under and, audio or music. I yeah, forgot yeah, what the header music, is. Music, I think, yeah. And when we're completed, when Jer finally finishes all of these, we're going to release it as one album on iTunes. Everyone who contributed with a five-star review will get a free copy. Yeah, we'll, For we'll everyone you, else, we'll, we'll, we'll be selling it. Give you a link with a little password to, to download the whole damn thing. Yep. And, you know, if you want to torrent it or whatever, I don't give a shit. So, uh, you know, give it away. And in the meantime, if you want to leave a five-star review to help the show because you like it and you like what we did with Dan Harmon and what we're going to do in the future with Brendan Smalls and other individuals, including uh, Jim <laughs> Gaffigan. brought it up. And, and including Jim Gaffigan, who's coming up soon. Uh, please go to and leave us a five-star review. It only helps our standing in iTunes. It helps more people listen to the show. And if you like it and you want other people to like it, it's one of the easiest ways you can do this. Yeah. Uh, five-star. Because we mentioned also, you know, people we were you mentioned going to you know audible and all this kind of stuff like you mentioned but also just subscribing to our show helps us yeah did you like this one maybe you'll like next week's fuck maybe you won't but just subscribe don't be a dick fuck you stop being a dick the subscription like suck my nuts as jer said so eloquently earlier apparently my nuts are suckable tasty me all right uh at that let's go out on the fucking dying dude let's go out on the fairy tale song right now fairy tales it's been a fairy tale it's been a if all your lovers like your clothes are mix and match And it is fast becoming clearer that you'd better start from scratch We're in the business of making things much brighter than they seem We're in your corner, up your alley, by your side, and on your team It doesn't matter that you're young and quite naive We have a present that most princes would be happy to receive And dear young highness, we'll help you if you give us half a chance We're at your service, up and coming, on the job And in our pants, experts, appointed by your father Sexperts, we hardly even bother with details The whole thing is a product of insurrection Allowing those people to get in there and then get out And then getting in and Getting out, it's in and out, it's all right, it's up and down shit for the birds. Shall I say good night, sweet prince? Parting is such sorrow. Parting is what you want. Let him get it open, then get in there. Even the amoeba, when it feels lonely, it goes in a corner, rubber dub dub, and it's doing it. We're Dr. Moustache, Dr. Ears, and Dr. Eyes. We were in prison for malpractice when there came a big surprise. The king released us to educate his son, and ever since we've been the wise men of the kingdom. But we can't wise up the prince. It is imperative. Our mission doesn't fail. Because his majesty informs us the alternative is jail. But we have not met with success. Although we've tried most everything. We have our irons on the fire and, and our asses in a sling. Experts with medical tradition. Experts on every way position you can make. They only make semen white and urine yellow so that you'll know whether you're coming or going. You have to sire an heir, and you cannot do that by just fucking a pillar. I remember when I was 21, my hand was in a band-aid. I was crippled. There was nobody around for me to enjoy the pleasures that are erotic. Get up your ass, you dumb son of a bitch, and get out and fuck! Well, it's the time of do or don't, the die is cast. 
flower, pubescent, pampered prince, become a royal rogue at last. Excuse me, colleagues, but there's nothing more the three of us can do. We've laid the groundwork, the legwork, have no fear, we're right behind you. But we're anxious to remind you that the rest is up to you.